Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the chapter Into Action on page 84, um, the eighth line from the top, we will intuitively know how to handle situations through two sentences ending out that paragraph what we could not do for ourselves. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Devorah S., for the 12 traditions, Susan S.H., and reading the text are Martha Z. and Loretta H., and the newcomer greeter is Pam S.R., the host of the second hour is Leah S. The reference numbers for Wednesday, May 31st, 2023, for the 7 a.m. meeting is 20311, that's 20,311. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 20312. That's 20,312. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Devorah S. to read the 12 steps. Star one, Devorah. There you are. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Devorah S., recovered from New Jersey. We admitted we are powerless over food and that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory when we were strong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to, alcohol, to food addicts compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. 
Thank you, Devorah. Okay, I will now ask Susan S.H. to read the 12 traditions. Yeah, this is Susan S.H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Nine. Okay, I'll go to ten now. Ten. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Well, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Susan, for jumping in there. Okay, um, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book on page 84, beginning on the eighth line from the top, we will intuitively know how to handle situations through two sentences ending with what we could not do for ourselves. And I will ask Martha Z to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your loyal service. This is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us, and we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And the intuition part, I was thinking about uh, 
one of my favorite parts in um, the OA 12 and 12, which is in step three. And it talks about, it says, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Intuition is supposed to be God's direct line into our minds and hearts, but our problems and our self-will have interfered with this connection. And um, so when I was eating compulsively, I could never trust my intuition. And I, I... generally do have a good intuitive sense, but I never trusted my intuition. And so, you know, when, by the grace of God, when I got the food out of the way and some of the defects, like I, I feel like I don't, I don't have a lot of situations that baffle us because I really do leave them all in my higher power's hands. And, and I just go with that still small voice. So um, grateful for that. The last promise that God's doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. I, uh, yes, all the time. Um, I went to treatment over 34 years ago, and if I would have been struggling with food when I got out, I would never have made it because I. Um, I think what I wanted to say. Um, I was a terrible white knuckler. And so he he really, my higher power God, lifted that from me. And um, there have been all sorts of things in the 30-plus years that I've been in recovery. And um, all the situations, whether, and, and some of them were very, very difficult, um, he just helped me with everything from, you know, family challenges and and sickness and cancer to all sorts of things, but renewed relationships, um, lots of healing there, like I said, the difficult challenges, and um, all the time, I mean, first and foremost, he's always, you know, the food is, I don't struggle with the food, and that's a miracle, but more importantly, I have this relationship with God that helps me with everything, so um I'm so grateful. I just, you know, he's, he's always doing for me what I can't do for myself. And I I just, sometimes I think, I thought, if he could help me with this food, he could help me with everything. And sometimes I, when I turn around and I look at the miracles, I think, wow, like, you know, it's almost like, do I deserve more miracles? And I'm just, I just am always amazed by what he helps me with. So, Looking forward to hearing what everybody has to say about this, and thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Martha, for getting us started. Perfect timing. And um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So um, who would like to share on this uh, these two promises on page 84. Linda D. Janet B. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Alice W. Janet B. I got you, Janet. Debbie V. Debbie B. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. I got you, Pamela. Okay, got you, Debbie. I got you, Alice. We got Linda D. There was someone at the very beginning that I missed. This is who I have. Linda D, Janet B, Pamela P, um, Alice W and Debbie B. Who did I miss? 
Figure it out. Figure it out. Okay, there was someone at the beginning that I did not hear. Um, okay, well, let's go with this lineup. Linda D, Janet B, Pamela P, Alice W, Debbie V, and Sigrid F. Go ahead, Linda. Linda, star one. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D from Connecticut. I'm so very, very grateful to be with you to learn how to live, how to love. This is Love 101. It sounds so corny. I'm sure when I came in many, many years ago, um, I thought the word intuition was nonsense. It was airy, fairy nonsense. Because women's intuition has been uh, maligned and put down for years and years and years. And it turned out to be the exact opposite. I live pretty much all the time on my intuition. Because if I don't have a relationship with the divinity, with the power, I'm dead in the water. I cannot negotiate life. I have a deadly disease. This is not a garden party that I come to every day, although I love being with you. It's like being in a garden. A lot of wonderful people are here. But, not but, a lot of wonderful people are here. And it turned out I'm one of them because I've been taught by all of you how to love, how to live, and how to trust this divinity. If God was not really, really, really real, I would not be here. And I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I live on it. I don't do it perfectly. Um, I don't know anybody who does. Maybe you do, but I don't. Um, I'm just so very, I hope, humble and grateful before the magnificence of God that has, before the magnificence, magnificence of God, which has rescued me and chiseled me like sculpture into a beautiful human being. That is who you are too. Cling to this program because it's not airy-fairy nonsense. It's really, really true. With that, I pass. Thank you, Linda. Okay, Janet B., you're up. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B. in New Jersey, recovered from compulsive eating. I mean, what beautiful lines. Um, we will suddenly realize God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. But as it had been pointed out to me at one point, God won't do for me what I can do for myself. So for my first almost seven years in Overeaters Anonymous, um, Nothing really happened. I didn't get better. I couldn't put the food down. I couldn't get abstinent, um, even though I was going to meetings. And I think, you know, why? Like, I was there. I was in the meetings. But, of course, there were things I could have done for myself, right? What does our book tell us in the beginning of Chapter 5? 
It says if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then, and I would say it's then and only then, are you ready to take certain steps? Well, I thought I was willing to go to any length, but there were a couple things I wasn't willing to do. I wasn't willing to be honest. That was the main thing. Um, no one ever stressed to me the importance of honesty, that if I'm not honest, it's like I'm taking a big black Sharpie and writing the words, go away, God, across my heart. I wasn't willing to, like, do things for other people if they were a sacrifice to me. Um, and that's another way to just keep God out. But when I became willing, suddenly everything changed. And, you know, I, I go back to We Agnostics where it tells us the main purpose of this book, to enable us to find a power greater than ourselves which will solve our problem. And here it's telling me, like just 40 pages later, my problem is solved. God has removed the food obsession. Um, and that's what he does for us. And then these beautiful promises that came before, he doesn't just remove the food obsession. That would have been way more than enough. I would have been grateful, grateful for that. But he removes our fear. He gives us peace. He, he removes our fear of financial insecurity. He gives us intuitive thoughts like, this is a God so worthy of trusting and so worthy of falling in love with. Um, and I just want to, I guess, wrap up with my favorite line about God on page 100, that the things that come to us when we put ourselves in God's hands are better than anything we could have planned. This is the God that's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He gives us a life better than anything we could have planned for ourselves. Removal of the food obsession is just his opening act. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Janet B. And Pamela P., you're up, followed by Alice W. Yes, hi. This is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Yes, so what I got from the promise is just God. Because God wants to be involved every part of our life, including our eating disorder. And that took me time to realize that. And um, now I'm just trying to make God involved every part of my life, especially even when I was in the adult industry. I left the industry to early 2016. God would deal. He did do the storm and ugliness of things. He would deal. I found beauty, favoritism. All type of thing because of God, and God used an amazing man, which is my boyfriend, to get me out of the industry, and took a lot of patience and time. And even now, I struggle between the uh, certain way the industry and this eating disorder and PTSD. And God still won't be involved. He never won't leave us. We leave him. So I don't want to leave him until, you know, forever. And so I'm just trying day by day. Yesterday I had a whole day in New York. It was nice to come back. Um, and I did eat over off my food plan, but it was in a calmly fashion. It didn't, I went overly crazy like I might would do if I had a trip away for a day. So when I'm out of my routine, it does trigger me, but um, certain food I just couldn't get to. But, you know, I just ate, and 
I did eat a little different, but it wasn't earth shattering. So I thank God for that. Um, so now I'm back to basic. Um, today I gotta get my nails done, so it toy near my lunch time. So I am gonna have an add on for breakfast, and that pretty much it in the extra fruit. And that all, but God, God gotta be in every decision I make. So that all I want to say, and remember, I pray for y'all. Please pray for me. I pass. Alice W., you're up, followed by Debbie V. Um, hi, I'm Alice, compulsive overeater. Um, I hope you can hear me. Um, can you hear yes. me? <laughs> yes, great. Um, one, yeah, lovely, lovely sentences. Intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Um, that for the first the point of this is that, you know, I can never trust anyone as such and have, can have, when I'm not with God, um, such trust issues, um, never trust anyone. And the reason for that is that I was so untrustworthy in my disease, lied, you know, all the time and didn't even know I was lying. And, um, and so no wonder. And, um, when I did the steps and, and I'm tuned into God, um, then I can be trustworthy myself, which then gives me trust of other people. Um, and uh, yeah, and sort of intuitively know how to be trustworthy, pausing and leaving a room. So my defects, I'm so powerless over and my anger, a terrible temper and uh, my quick sort of reactions and sort of screaming, you know, and all of this behavior, which is me without God. And, you know, I intuitively um, can have the thing to leave the room to get out the room um and and pray and ha have the thing removed you know the defect removed because i am so powerless over them um road road rage i mean that seems to have been removed there's no way i can do that on my own i can't do any of this on my own and then um when it says about we suddenly realize that god is doing what we can't do for ourselves i mean that's everything for me you know i had a my daughter had her birthday yesterday we went out to this burger place i didn't i felt totally like nothing i was like you know not envious they just had burgers i didn't have it any of it um and neutral um also my weight which is up down extreme up down it's like the same every month pretty much and um you know all my extremes you know are lessened yeah they're still there i'm an addict um you know like i'll brush my teeth five times one day to make them perfect and then the next day I'll, i won't bother for three days but that's much less now you know all this this um kind of uh, the, the the symptoms of my disease are definitely lessening when i'm and it is a day at a time when i'm actually do you know when i'm fully engaged properly you know in the program working the tools doing all the step work um all this is 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 lessened and i can probably appear to be quite normal <laughs> which is a miracle i can never do that appear to be normal um so anyway i will uh i will leave it there and i'm just really grateful to be here i get nervous sharing um but that's my self-centeredness um and i hope you know i hope i've helped any and someone just sharing something so um it's just good to be involved get involved and be one of the pack so i'll leave it there thank you Thank you so much, Alice W. And Debbie V, you're up, followed by Sigrid F. Hello, dear OA family. This is Debbie V, as in Virginia, where I'm from. And um, I'm gratefully recovered 
just for today and very willing. Oh, doing for me what I can't do for myself. I'm watching my daughter die. She has um, pancreatic cancer. Amazing that I could show up in a way where I can be helpful. And I could be helpful because I am tuned into a power greater than self and intuitive intuitive knowing is coming up. Um, knowing when to listen, knowing when to detach. This is amazing. This is beyond my capability. I'm willing. I'm willing to be open to the willing to to be open to experience this and I'm just so grateful for all the miracles. I can see the miracles in this. I can see the joy. I can be in a place of sadness, yet I can experience joy and celebrate a life, her life each day. And to be there for my spouse. Um, and I can only do that because I work my program and I'm consciously connected with a power greater than self. And I can do this. I have a strength that's beyond what I could imagine. It's when I think about what's happening and I go into linear thinking, that's when I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And then I come out, go into my prayer meditation, and I'm back in the fourth dimension, and I feel plugged in and I feel a power that I can do this and I can witness and I can help her die and be joyous that we had her. Thank you. Wow, Debbie, thank you for sharing. And Sigrid F., you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares. We're on page 84, the last two sentences on the top paragraph. So go ahead, please, Sigrid. Hi, good morning, everybody. Sigrid F., recovered in South Florida. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. That that line for me, I, I remember when I first got abstinent and I started working the steps and somewhere along the way, these, some of these promises started to come true. And I remember this one in particular. There were consistently things going on at work that I started handling a different way and I, and I was reflective where well, I would look, you know, it would happen. I'd handle something really well that in the past I wouldn't have known how to handle or, or thought I knew how to handle and handled it really poorly. And I would reflect and say, oh my gosh, that was me. I did that. I did it differently and I knew how to handle it. And I remember, you know, situations, there were situations that used to baffle me, but I knew how to handle them now. And that is just has just been a huge point of growth all of all of these promises you know for me to reflect on when that happened or how that happened i also feel really strongly you know in my program i saw some of them slip away during times when i got away from god or my food wasn't as clean and that happens too, right? If we don't grow our spiritual growth, 
then we can start to lose them. Today, I, I truly, I truly know that if I, if I turn to God and I hold God's hand and I intentionally say, I really don't know what's right or wrong. I think I know, but I don't know. If I stop driving to what Sigrid thinks and I open up to allow God in, then he does for me what I can't do for myself. I just have to open that door. I just have to hold God's hand and say, okay, show me. And God does. With that, I'll pass. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much, Sigrid F. Okay, although we value your experience, we ask that you uh, hold back if you shared yesterday or the day before. So who else would like to share on these two sentences on page 84? <clears throat> Joanne P. Joanne P. Julie B. from Ohio. Julie B. Who else would like to share? Star one. Dana P. Dana P. Sherry D. Maryland. Sherry D. Barbara G. Barbara G. Suzanne K. Felicity G. I'm sorry, who was that last one? I got Suzanne K. And then who was in that next one? Felicity B. Felicity B. Okay. Okay, well, we can stop there for now. Um, Joanne P., Julie B., Dana P., Sherry B., Barbara G., Suzanne K., and Felicity B. Go ahead, please, Joanne P., followed by Julie B. Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. So grateful to be here. So grateful for all of you. So grateful for my abstinence and my recovery in these lines. Oh, my goodness. Um, I remember when I first heard the word intuitively, I was in a calculus class in high school and and there was a boy in the class who was a year younger than all of us. He skipped a grade. He was so smart. And he said to the calculus teacher, intuitively speaking, when he would ask a question, and I think, what in the world is he talking about intuitively speaking? And, you know, here, here I am in this program and... Ooh, I just feel like um, when I do my nightly review every night, I, I start out with a set-aside prayer and help me to see the truth. You know, the truth is right here in these lines. This is the truth that God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And we just have to learn to trust, just trust God and his will and surrender our lives to him um, because yeah, every day is a new day. You know, we wake up, we're still, we put our feet on the ground, we're still an addict. We're still um, struggling.
starting all over again with everything, with life's challenges. And until we learn to trust God and not ourselves, you know, it's God's plan for our life. Um, I was just with my family celebrating my husband's birthday this weekend, and I have a situation, we have a situation with a child who's really challenging with, she has a mental illness, and I was, I thought I was reacting to her. I was trying to work my program, but anyway, I thought I was reacting to her when I responded to her. So I'm sitting on the beach doing a 10th step in my mind and thinking I have to call someone when my oldest grandson, her son, um, who's married now, comes up to me and says, Grammy, I just want to thank you so much for the way you responded to my mother this morning. You were calm. You were, um, you definitely spoke what you were thinking, but you did it in such um <laughs> I just looked, I started to cry. I said, what? I felt like I was so out of control because in my body, I was still feeling the way I feel, but because God can do for us what we can't do for ourselves, I guess it came out that I was calm, but inside I wasn't feeling calm. I was feeling, you know, the, the anxiety or whatever that I feel um, with her and, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want to thank all of you for your shares too this morning because I love the way people talk on these lines. Everybody sort of has a different um, take on it. And yeah. Time, when I, Yeah, when I pray, help me to see the truth. This is the truth. We suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much for your. Uh, for letting me share. Thank you so much, Joanne. Okay, Julie B., you're up, followed by Dana P. Hi, friends. Good morning. It's Julie B. from Ohio. I'm a compulsive overeater. Wow, I just love this meeting so much, and you're slowly becoming my home group, and I'm grateful to be able to access the, the teaching really whenever I need it. Um, I'm lucky to be on the meetings this morning, so thank you so much. Um, I think, you know, when I entered the, the rooms at about three, four years ago, uh, you know, my, my question was always, well, how? How do you do that? How do you give it over to God? How do you let him do for you what you can't do for yourself? You know, you would share with me, and always my follow-up question was, okay, but How? You know, what does that look like? And I'm still searching for that answer. But for me now, what that looks like, um, I know what has been working for me is surrendering on my knees every day, getting into a posture of, of actual surrender, um, asking God to take something and having my hands open in an open position and saying, I can't do this. You know, I know that you can. Um, I also know that what props me up is meetings, um, going to physical meetings um, when my family's doing something else or uh, a, a weekly meeting in person, um, attending this meeting every day, um, sharing when it's hard and when my voice shakes. I know that that helps me. Um, 
I also know that getting into anxiousness or excitedness, um, I don't know if that's a word, but uh, getting into into that area of, of my life and working and acting on that sort of franticness is where my disease of, of control and overthinking stem from. So I have to come from a place of peace. And I also... I also realize and know that what helps me is two-way prayer. And wow, thank you for all of you who have suggested it and, and told me, hey, when you talk to God, you also have to leave time to listen. I didn't know that. I thought I was just telling him the things that he needed to know. I didn't know I had to leave space. So now I'm, my work is to leave space for God to talk to me and to um, – write down and cherish what he says and meditate on what he says as far as just meditation also can just be a, re- a rehearsal and just a, um, uh, a record of what is told to you. So thank you for a two-way prayer as well, OA. I love you all. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and I'll pass. Thank you so much, um, Julie B. Okay, Dana P., you're up, followed by Sherry B., Good morning, Katie, Dana P. I'm in California. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Always great to hear you. Um, Yeah, wow, I'm really loving these shares. And that word just popped out of my mouth right there. Uh, Wow, I heard it um, multiple times throughout this uh, meeting this morning. And it's one of the things that came to me uh, around, uh, you know, suddenly we realized that God was doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. And I remember the first time, I really got that on a grand scale, if you will, was a situation with my sister. Um, And I just remember saying, and it's a longer story than three minutes uh, time, but what came out of my mouth was, wow, God, how did you do that? How did you change my heart? And it was amazing because I realized that I had been trying and trying and trying to alter or change this character defect that I had around my sister, um, and I couldn't do it. You know, I just made a bigger mess of it every single time. Um, so that, it's a miracle. It's absolutely a miracle. I also heard that um, shared earlier in the meeting, the, the miracle about how God does that, and I'll never be able to explain it. I just accept it. Um, the other thing, um, prior to coming into recovery, the sicker I got, the more reactionary I got. And I thought that was my intuition, you know, this, this stirring inside of me. And so I would, I thought act. And what I realized is that it was all reaction and it was based on fear. So, you know, I was very deluded around what's the difference between God's voice, if you will, and or that deep down inside every man, woman, and child is the fundamental, fundamental concept and not just a concept, but the truth that God lives in me, intuition, into me, I see. And the other word that I heard is that pause. And so I know when I'm reacting and or wanting or needing to react that I'm, I'm in fear. And when there's a pause and a gentleness and a quietness and an ease to it, that's intuition. So I ask and I pause and I listen, uh, and that's that's all as a result of working the steps. Didn't start at step one. This is a ninth step promises, and so 
you know, continue to work through the steps and these things come true. They certainly come true for me. So I'm going to pass with that. Thanks so much. Uh, have a great day. Thank you, Dana P. Okay, Sherry B., you're up, followed by Barbara G. Sherry B. Star One. Good morning, Sherry D. is in Daly from Maryland. So grateful to be here on the line today. Um, you know, all I have is my own experience, strength, and hope. So that's what I'm going to share this morning on these two promises. Uh, being totally honest, you know, I came into the program. I got a sponsor after hitting meetings for about three weeks. And my sponsor sent me this beautiful agreement and said, if you agree to these things, I will agree to sponsoring you. And I'm looking at this list and I'm like, <laughs> I have to texture my food every evening. I have to reach out to people throughout the day. I have to do assignments. I have to, don't you understand? I'm a mom and I've got kids and I work full time. And it went on and on and on and on. And I said, okay. <laughs> and she gave me some amazing assignments. And one of them was listening to a podcast. And in the podcast, the woman shared that as she worked through the steps, she became weirdly efficient. This is where those promises come in for me. God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. Uh, it's been almost a year later. I'm still texting my sponsor my food every evening. I'm committing to God and to my sponsor the food that I'm going to eat. I text her if I have to change something, if something goes wrong because the kids ate the fruit. I text her. I reach out to people and have conversations. Once I went through the steps, I said, I think I can sponsor one person, but that's it. I now have nine people that I'm sponsoring. It's not me. It is my higher power. I have become weirdly efficient because I'm no longer trying to run everyone's life. I'm not the one that's trying to fix everything for the world. I am doing what I need to do to take care of myself and leaving the rest to God. This morning before my ego woke up, I hit my knees. I said my third and seventh step prayer. I took care of all the animals. Then I spent time in meditation with my higher power, got tons of chores taken care of, and now I'm listening to amazing human beings recovering from a disease that is cunning, baffling, powerful, and patient. I will remember this, and for today, I will keep coming back. Thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Sherry D. Okay, Barbara G., you're up, followed by Suzanne K. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Barbara G. I'm calling from New York, and uh, I heard so much power in the shares this morning, and that's the power I need because, as we all know, lack of power is my dilemma. But that's, here is where I find my power through your voices that really reinforce my faith and my belief and my reliance in the one who has that power. And uh, all this intuition, all that we have, I've heard, all the shares that I've heard regarding the intuition and also the fact that God does for me what I can't do for myself uh, have made me think about uh, uh, how I got up this morning, I got up uh, with fears, 
because uh, because that's what happens sometimes. And uh, yesterday I had certain things happen, and this morning I woke up with fear. Thank God I went to the one who has the power, and I have learned in recovery that when I have those fears, there is no one I can go to but my higher power. And um, and God gave me direction. My higher power gave me direction on uh, how he would have me be with in front of this fear and uh, it was uh, humble and faithful that uh, the guidance and direction I received and um, but your shares are what uh, gave me even more willingness to surrender and to and to believe that and um, I want to also say that uh, I find myself doing things, as most of you said, that alone I would never be able to do. Yesterday, I talked to a person of uh, authority uh, for me, and uh, the way I could uh, handle the situation was beyond my capacity. And I know that that uh, uh, came from the power I try to rely upon. And um, and so I I will just conclude by 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 sharing with you I'm 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 studying uh, we agnostics and uh, with a sponsee and uh, we are on the paragraph where it says God is either everything or nothing what is my choice to be and I have a note uh, beside this paragraph that says. Uh, when God is everything, life is so easy. And that is really what I feel like, what I heard in all of your shares. Not only does he allow me to do things I would never be, do, be able to do alone, but it also makes it very easy for me. And to that, I just need to surrender. Thank you so much for being there for me today. Now I'll pass. Thank you, Barbara G. Okay, Suzanne K. followed by Felicity B. Hi, good morning. I'm Suzanne K. from New Jersey, calling for you guys from Ocean County near Long Beach Island. I retired near the beaches. Um, intuitively know how to handle situations. Um, when I think about things that I go through, I ask, is this going to be Suzanne's will, what I want, or is it God's will, or for people um, that I talk with? I, I often get calls, what do you think about this? And I say, well, what do you think God's will would be for you? So for me, I have to constantly be thinking about, I have these intuitions and feelings about how to handle situations, but I have to also check myself call someone, get another set of eyeballs on it so I can see if I'm doing God's will or if it's my will. Am I really feeling this is the will for me from God or is it what I want to do? And often it's what I want to do because that's, I always go back to my default, which is it's all about me. Um, and then the part about God does for me what I can't do for myself well, after doing steps one through nine, obviously, this is obviously the realization is that I could never make any approaches to make amends to people that I harm, to people that um, 
that I never thought I did anything. It was all that they did to me. And, you know, God doing that for me and, and allowing me to heal from my fourth step also um, taught me that um, this power, whatever that power is, it comes from within inside me, some kind of spirit, something. I don't know what it is, and I don't really need to know what it is because I see all of you and I hear all of you, and it's obvious that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. One thing I found out in my uh, fourth step, the fears, my fears were enormous. One fear in particular I could not handle at all was enclosed spaces like an elevator. And I had a situation, I had to go to a doctor's office, and it was like on the third floor of this medical building, and I couldn't use the stairs because I had my upright walker, and I needed to go in the elevator, and I'm panicking. And then I said, no, I, was, I, I get this. I need God will do for me what I can't do. So I invited God, come with me into the elevator. I know I'm in your care and protection. I talked to this power. I walked in the elevator, pressed the button, and I was calm. Thank you, God, for being with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that you're here. You're taking away this fear and the fear prayer. Please do for me what I can't do for myself. And I did it. And it wasn't me doing it. It was my higher power doing it. So I'm, I'm a believer right there. <laughs> Um, I trust in that this is going to be, I mean, my higher powers care and protection as long as I keep turning this over every day. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Suzanne. Okay, Felicity B., you're up, and then we'll have time for one more share if someone wants to think about jumping in. Felicity, star one. Hi, um, my name is Felicity B, and I'm from the west coast of Ireland. And um, yeah, I'm actually very nervous sharing. And I know I heard someone saying that's my self-centeredness. But um, it's kind of a big deal for me. I've listened to these podcasts and for over three years now. And, um, you know, I, I, I was still, well, I, I, I was abstinent for a while. And then I was kind of having little slips that... You know, I thought, I don't know what I was thinking, but I knew I couldn't come on here. It was like uh, I didn't want to be on here when I wasn't fully abstinent, you know, um, because I wasn't ready to admit really all the, the little slips I was having. But anyway, it ended up in a relapse, but I'm back now. And um, so I'm on step three at the moment. And it has been just a profound experience. It is because like um, so I'm doing step three, but at the same time, uh, my higher power has, has put up so much that I didn't know I was holding on to, you know, in front of me. And I've been brought to my knees over the last nearly couple of weeks, just letting go of so much, letting go of finances, let, just letting go of everything in my life. And then yesterday it was letting go of my husband and, um, it was actually like a cement block on my chest that letting go. It was very painful and it really, you know, it took a lot. And um, 
then uh, I just heard someone on this morning saying, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I look around and all I see are the miracles. Um, and I marvel, like, you know, and I just, it's like, it's just miraculous that I've kind of let go of all this stuff that I didn't know I was holding on to. It's miraculous that I, I went for a quick dip in the sea, in a cold sea this morning. And um, I just was like that, that, that cement weight on my chest was lifted and I could feel healing like um, around my heart and my lungs and stuff and I just I just know that there's miracles coming I just feel like I just had a real sense of wow this is like this is just the beginning here like you're really only just letting go of this stuff and um, yeah so it's just it's very amazing. I'm so grateful to finally have found abstinence to really want it, to really want this program, to really want to work it. Like I am just so grateful and um, so grateful that I'm willing to go to any lengths because, <clears throat> because, um, because I want the promises, you know, I believe, I believe if I honestly work my steps that the promises are there for me. Um, and that there's just miracles waiting all over the place. So I'm so grateful. I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Felicity. Okay, we have two minutes. If someone would like to take that for us, anybody like to share Hi, for two minutes? A. Ramona, Ramona A., a. go ahead. Yes. Hi, uh, Ramona A., recovered compulsive overeater in Vermont. And uh, this this part of the promises for me goes with what we were talking about yesterday or the day before. But anyway, uh, fear of people and economic insecurity would leave me. And those have been like the last two things that have been so hard to let go of. And I know, though, that there have been times in my life more than once when I was either very angry or very frightened or or just depressed or whatever. And God has come in and lifted that to within a second, you know, within a, an entirely different viewpoint. The person I was angry with, I could love. You know. So we are now looking at different things. Uh, I am in my life now and waiting for God praying to God, and slowly there there is recovery even in those years. And for that, I'm so grateful because I never thought that that could happen. Um, and so with that, I'll pass. Promises are real. I'll pass. Okay, thank you so much for closing us out, Ramona. And thank you to everyone who shared today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, June 1st, 2023 is, oops, sorry, 20,314, that's 20314. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Loretta H. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggested only. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, everyone, along with my precious God who is saving my life. 
Loretta H. Recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you charge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you 